Hey, we're back for another week. It's just a couple of jerks podcast. Uh, if you're enjoying these podcasts, I uh, hope you are. Uh, do subscribe, do follow. Also check out the Twitter account, Just Jerks Pod, and give us a follow on that and uh, give us some feedback. Uh, the feedback I'm getting so far is uh, pretty positive, uh, and I'm happy to hear either way if you like it or you loathe it. This week's episode, I'm talking to Jan Kettle Skunke. Uh, I think that's as good as you're going to get for me pronouncing his last name, but I have a little go on the podcast as well. Jan's a Man United fan, didn't tell me that at the time, um, only when I was tweeting about Liverpool. Uh, not that I'm a Liverpool fan, but he um, he chipped in on Twitter. What we do talk about is his passion for motorbikes, in particular the Harley-Davidson that he's got. Uh, we also have a good chat about the success of the business that he's working with uh, called Cloudway. Uh, it's doing really well in Norway and beyond. Check them out. Team Cloudway on Twitter. And we chat about uh, his presenting skills. Uh, I think Jan's pretty cool at presenting. I've watched him a few times. And he comes across as a real good guy on the podcast. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, check out for more podcasts in the next few weeks. sound is a lot better is it yeah okay maybe that's just uh started using my swanky new headset then yeah properly okay because that was really much better than before which is great no that's exactly what i want so so what i've been doing is um i bought a headset and um prior to that i'd been using a cheap pair of um headphones with the little mic thing sticking out it has two outputs, but there's only one input on the on the laptop. So it's been using the microphone on the laptop to record. Oh. So it's been so I think we just flipped it there, possibly. Yeah. So possibly, yeah. Yeah. Now, if I knew anything about technology, I'd have done this a while back. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and upgraded. Yeah. Uh, well, but... that's one of the benefits of working with Teams MVPs. They tell me that I need proper headsets. Okay, so do they give you a specific recommendation for that? Then? Well, they don't have yeah. to because we're actually we're actually uh, getting headset for free from uh, Sennheiser. Oh, oh, okay. So I bought Sennheiser. So do they have a, they have a particular recommended model, or do they just give you a particular set? So I have the MB660, like the wireless uh, with uh, for flight and everything. Uh, and I do have another one, which is a decked headset, which basically means I can move around the whole house without oh, you yes. noticing. Right. So Is that what you're uh, doing now? Now I'm using the decked, but now I'm sitting in my office with the door closed for convenience. Chilling out. Yeah. After a long day. Yeah. Yeah, so I bought the um, PCX. P PXC 550s, um, which are pretty cool. Uh, so the whole the whole house. I've got four kids, 
Yeah, but they are not and, and, uh, optimized. They are not. Um, they are not uh, Teams or Skype certified headsets, right? No, so that's com- that's a consumer headset. Right. Yeah. But they're so, good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the most important is that the thing is, if you have actually a certified headset, they're using codecs that are better. Uh, uh, suited better for Skype and Teams uh, than other headsets. So the codec actually in the hardware uh, that's used to make your audio better, it's optimized for Teams and Skype. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's some stuff I've been learning lately. <laughs> I, I, I was actually thinking about that because it's quite um, important, I suppose, Yeah, for us. Um, but I didn't. So um, I haven't wasted my money, but maybe I need to get another set. Is that right? Do you think? Yeah, it depends. How much uh, audio meetings do you take? But your sound is pretty good, though. And uh, the most important thing is that your mic also have uh, noise cancelling. Yeah. Right? So it doesn't take the whole room and everybody around you. Yeah. So um, at least if I'm using the MB660, uh, then it's like... I was actually doing a meeting uh, walking around the airport and people didn't notice I was in an airport walking around. Really? Yeah. It's that good. Yeah. So I, I've, got, I've got the noise cancelling turned on. Uh, oh, no, sorry. No, I've got um, auto sense or something. It yeah. kind of works it out. Yeah, my headset is pretty much looks exactly like yours. Yeah, uh, but it is uh, a pro version optimized for Teams and Skype, basically. Man, yeah, I could have spent a bit more money, should I? <sighs> no, you're good. I mean, <laughs> how often do you walk around the airport doing meetings these days? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not going to happen much at the minute, is it? No, no, not for a little while. Um, but yeah, these are cool. Well, so they're working for now. We'll see, we'll see how we get on as we as we record. Um, so Jan Kettle, and I cannot pronounce your last name, so I want you to, to do me justice here and tell me how to pronounce your last name. Or even your whole name, Jan. Jan Kettle Skanke. Skanke. Yeah, that's good. Jan don't, Kettle don't, don't, Skanke. Just, just don't say skank, then I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, skanky is a bit of a, a word in the UK, meaning a bit, Bit, a bit um, dirty. Yeah, or you've you've effing skank, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I actually had that once. So, um, at the airport, they called me up to the desk and they were like, hey, can Mr. Skank please come to gate 40? <laughs> Mr. Skank? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, shut the F up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, you're recording now, right? Yeah, this is cut out. I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. We try to avoid swearing, but, you know, hey-ho. Um, so, Scott, oh, God, do it again. Say it again. Janke till skanke. 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 Yeah, I know it's hard. Janke till skanke. Yeah. Cheers for joining the Just a Couple of Jerks podcast today. Thank you. So, um, so uh, as I've said in previous podcasts, you're not a jerk. Um, 
not not that I know anyway but um, the idea around that that title is around us as as experts in the community uh, just coming across as regular people yeah um, we, we we go around play or well, you do you never stop traveling or well up until recently we go around the place we do things and we're seen as these people who are experts but ultimately we're just normal people yeah uh, just a couple of jerks um, so yeah cheers for joining me and um, and and I've had one of your as, as you say you've you've you were hearing the podcast a little bit uh, with Morris um, so we've had one of your um, workmates on the podcast previously mm. what's it like to work with Morris <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know uh, so I'm, I'm just only working with Morris you know I'm actually his boss so, uh, uh, so this uh, yeah. is where you can tell us what he's like yeah like, okay now now I owe, owe him a beer actually right. yeah but yeah so uh, honestly it's a pleasure working with him yeah, he is uh, yeah he's a good guy he's a good friend of mine and uh, so we're much more than colleagues, basically. Yeah. 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 So, so you work. So you have your own business, Cloudway. Yeah. Together with uh, another partner here in Norway, we have it together kindly. Yeah. Yes. And what's his name? Stole. Stole. Right. So you did it just this day. You pronounced it for me. Um, so you've been running that together for for a little while now. Yeah. So uh, I started in uh, May, June 2017 and Stolle started it like around New Year's. So I had some leave time I had to take care of before I could join. But basically I said yes to join him like three months after he started. Right. Okay. And you were an MVP at that point, weren't you? Yeah. Pretty recent MVP at that point. Right. So you'd obviously known him in the community for a little while. Yeah, but we never worked together before. So it was uh, quite exciting when we started talking together because we never actually met in any projects or done any work together. So, um, yeah, it, was, it could get my heart pumping a bit when we started talking, uh, of course, but uh, it turned out really well. Yeah. Yeah, it seems, seems to be doing re- really, really well because you've, you've grown it tremendously in that time from what I can see. So you you've... So you, you started off, so his, his idea, I take it then, yeah, and just came to you, said, I've got this idea, I'm doing a bit of this, do you want to, do you want to be involved? Yeah, basically. So he laid out the idea of what he was imagining for Cloudway, and um, yeah, I kind of liked it. I mean, it's all about being that uh, go-to partner for competency, like the high-end skill kind of partner that... Uh, yeah, delivers high quality and everything from A to Z, basically. So we do we can do advisory, we can do project management, we can do hands-on implementation, troubleshooting. So we, yeah, basically we can do anything in the space we are experts. So did you have to give up a job to to join effectively? Were you kind of quite a risk? Yeah, well. Yeah, of course, there is always a risk. Uh, but at the same time, I was kind of confident that uh, if this went the uh, wrong way, I shouldn't have a hard time getting a job again. Right. Uh, 
because the market in Norway has been really good for people with uh, my skill set, at least. Uh, it's a huge demand. And uh, that's one of the reasons it's only me uh, delivering on my content in Norway in Cloudway, because it's really hard to find good people that want to jump ship, basically. Mm. Your content being, what is it? What, what's, what's your uh, skill set? Yeah, well, I'm an MVP in enterprise mobility, so that's where my skill set is uh, around endpoint management, security, identity. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, and you do you do it very well. I mean, when when you come over to the UK with the uh, now, you're not SC Config Manager guys anymore, are you? You rebranded. Yeah, we have rebranded now. It's MS Endpoint Manager guys and girls. Remember? Yes. 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 And a good bunch of people, good, uh, huge skill set. And when you come over, you present and you seem very relaxed in doing that, very confident in doing that. Doesn't seem to phase you. And the content that you do do comes across, you know, the, the delivery seems very, very good. Yeah, that's, that's, anyway. that's one of the perks, right? When you are defining your own venue, your own day, you kind of pick the content you really care for and burn for. And then it's much easier to have that confidence. Uh, sometimes when you get uh, like pushed into delivering something that's more on the edge of your uh, box, when you have to go like outside your box a bit, then uh, it's not that easy to be that confident. But uh, I always get nervous when I'm on stage, even though I was speaking about the same content like 50 times. It's always like you have adrenaline and you are nervous. Uh, but I think that it's a good thing. It keeps me sharp. Well, that's good to hear, actually, because uh, I say it all the time. I, I get very nervous um, before I start. And I start asking myself silly questions in my head like why am i doing this <laughs> you know why am i putting myself putting myself through it but then that eases off very quickly yeah yeah i mean when i said basically when i've said my name and said hello and at least if you sometimes i have a kind of an icebreaker or something and uh, and then if you get any kind of feedback on that it's like it's all gone and I, then i'm in the flow uh, but also, um, you know, when, when when you finish off a presentation as well, a session, um, you get feedback from people pretty quickly in the room uh, when you're sort of just walking around or whatever. Someone will come up and say, that's great. Yeah. Um, if I, I, I've even said it to you one time in London. I said, oh, I really enjoyed that. Um, and, you know, that helps, doesn't it? You, you, you don't... You don't ever get negative. Well, I've not anyway. Negative feedback. No, not not in your face, right? No, uh, no. And and you know all the positive feedback you get and people saying this really helped me. I really learned something. That's the reason I do this, right? It's because I actually, yeah, I I love to share what I know with other people so they can uh, have a better day at their job, basically. Yeah. And even if it's like one person in the room, isn't it? You know, if one person comes to you and says, that was great. I didn't know that. 
Yeah. Uh, that's re- that's really helped me. Or oh, I could use that in my in my job. That was really really interesting. Yeah. And that's enough, isn't it? That feedback's enough for that that session. I I I feel anyway. And you you do um you've done MMS, haven't you, a few times? Uh, I've done MMS once. Uh, I was oh, you supposed to once. be there now, today. Yeah, we are. You know? I know. <laughs> God, don't. Yeah. Did you get your reminder about the flight? Did you get an email saying you're you're on your flight this weekend? And I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, I got a reminder from. Uh, I'm using TripIt, so I got a reminder from them. But uh, the, the the flights have been cancelled like a couple of months ago. Yeah. 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 It's terrible, isn't it? Um. So with MMS, you get actual. Um, so I don't know if you've done this other other events as well where they actually rate it and feedback on that um mms yeah. is one of them isn't it yeah most most events has written feedback at least if you do microsoft events right like ignite ignite the tour and of course uh, i hate reading so i hate that uh, when you have like sometimes you have like okay like a normal average score and that's fine but when you get this oh i really feeling this went really 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 well and then you get the written feedback and then you have like one or two person who says i didn't like this at all okay yeah and i was like oh no he broke my score so it's like <laughs> i mean but it goes over like after and and i think okay so i got maybe 130 people giving me feedback and three people didn't like it that means 127 like yeah. it right so well, there you uh, go yeah but it's easy to pick up on those negatives isn't it yeah that's where you get stuck up on the negative uh maybe it's like actors who you know they can't look at the reviews because if they see that one bad review they're like um oh that just that knocks them but you know you've got to look if you if, like you say if you've got 103 uh feedbacks and three of them are negative you've got to look at that difference haven't you and go okay three people you know they're wrong <laughs> yeah no, that's good I, i've not actually been rated in that way yet so I, I, yeah i would have been would have been this week um yeah. so are you going to be going in july are you are you still yeah I have, i'm still signed up uh but uh my gut feeling tells me that uh it's not going to happen uh but yeah who knows uh I don't have like high beliefs, and also uh, still we have uh, border restrictions in Norway. And the last message we got was that the border restriction might last all the way to August, so that's gonna break it if that goes through. So, so who knows, right? Um, so my eyes are going into twenty twenty one right now, and yeah, we'll do this kind of stuff instead this year. Right, exactly. That's where we'll have to focus. And have you, you, uh, yes, you are. I saw your name. You're on board for the workplace ninja event, the virtual event there. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't get um, accepted. <laughs> oh. Never mind. Yeah, well, well, it, yes. So yeah, they had an enormous amount of people uh, sending in sessions, and even now when they went down to virtual, they had to cut even more of them. Right. Exactly. So, and my um, submission was pretty lame. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it might not have been. You know, sometimes it's the weirdest uh, sessions that could be the best ones. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, to be honest, so MMS was this. This was going to be my first one. I've never been, and um, I was I was going to be doing a couple of years ago, but I had to pull out of that one. My my eldest son was uh, having a a uh, school leaving event, uh, which I had to be. I, I could not be there for that. Not not be there for that. Um, so I had to come out. So this year would have been my first, and um, yeah, it, it's it's a real shame. I I've, I mean, whenever I see you on on Twitter, you seem to be um, flying around the place, doing all these great events, and having a ball. So I'm kind of going, oh, I'm missing out on this. I mean, is that just part and parcel of what you do? You, you go to a lot of the events and, and some of them to present. You just go sometimes as a as an attendee. Uh, let me think. Uh, it's been a long time since I went to. Uh, so yeah, actually, last ignite I was not speaking. Uh, last year, but I did do. You could just you could just soak it up, yeah. Yeah, but I did do a lot of, uh, I spent a lot of time in the uh, expo area, helping out on the uh, Microsoft Intune uh, area or endpoint manager area. So uh, I actually think that is, gives me so much more than going to sessions, just being in that area, talking to customers and hearing what they struggle with. Maybe I can help some, uh, but at least having that discussion and yeah, I, I learned from that too. So people tell me, yeah, but I've been doing it this way. And I say, oh, I didn't even know that was possible. So, I mean, we all <laughs> learn every day, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't think I'd be doing this. I don't know about yourself. If, you know, if you weren't learning every day, if you were just rolling out the same old nonsense. Oh, I would be so bored. <laughs> you get bored. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I was so I got accepted for MMS this year. I was surprised, uh, glad, happy, all that sort of thing. And it was, you know, I couldn't imagine the amount of submissions that had gone through for that. And it was, you know, it's like you say, it could be just something slightly different may pique the interest of the people who are making these decisions. But that that, that worked for me this year. But uh, workplace ninja, no. But never mind. Um, hopefully, I'll uh, I'll give it a crack next year because. Um, Hopefully we're back into that position of being able to travel and do what we love doing. Yeah. So, so good, thinking of because so this is one thing we've we've chat, I've chatted to everyone about really just to see how you've been impacted by these lockdowns. I mean, so you're in Norway. Yep. How so? How how's how quickly did they lock down and how much impact has it had on you personally and professionally? So we had a lockdown around, I think it was the mid, mid-March when they started lockdown, when they closed all the schools and kindergartens and everything. And uh, so for six weeks until after one week after Easter, so the kindergarten was closed. So I had my five-year-old boy at home. Um, lo- lucky for me, though, my wife works in the kindergarten, a different kindergarten. But meaning the kindergarten was closed, so she stayed home too. So, uh, so I have been able to work like full days, um, and uh, work-wise, it's been still busy, even sometimes more busy. Uh, people need help getting 
remote workers uh, out and getting cloud management gateway set up, uh, VPNs not handling the load. So yeah, it's been actually business-wise, it's been good. Uh, but I miss uh, meeting people. I really miss like meeting people face to face. I mean, I used I, I use camera a lot, um, but uh, it's not always the other guys do that or other girls. So it's not always people turn on camera. And uh, but if you have a virtual meeting, um, turn on your camera. It helps really because being able to kind of look people in the face when you talk to them, it really helps. Yeah, it makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and we can all check out how, how long the beards are getting. The yeah. Hair. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't have any hair, so I'm good. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Beard? <laughs> I, you I, I just double? take my razor every five, three or four or five days, and then it's gone again. Yeah. 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 We, we look after my brother-in-law who has uh, Down syndrome, and he loves to have his hair shaved. Um down to your level and uh, so i've been just taking him out into the garden and just doing it because i don't want to be cleaning up afterwards <laughs> yeah yeah do it out in the open Vroom, it's all gone the hair blows away fantastic and uh yeah so that that's one thing uh that will be continuing post all this because that saves me 10 pounds uh, 20 pounds every time yeah um yeah why not <laughs> i mean you, i don't i mean maybe, i don't think maybe, i'll be rocking that look Wintertime, maybe? I don't know. You don't no, have just stick it. him out of the back. Do that. Yeah. 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 Do it. Do it. We'll just put, put a jumper on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think I'll be taking on board that approach with myself. Um, it, I, I've had it done once. It didn't look right. Yeah, uh, well. In my 20s. I got to the point where I didn't have any choice anymore, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so now it's like... Uh, it's actually more work sometimes actually to keep it like sh- that shaved because I mean, when I actually, I actually use a razor and shave it all the way down. So it's like a bowling ball, <laughs> if you like. And then it's like, uh, if, if I go more than five days you see, like I have hair, some hair on this side and nothing on the other side. So it looks like I'm, it doesn't look good. So I need to kind of, Keep it all down all the time, or else it's gonna be yeah. Keep so that's, it maintained. Yeah. To look that good, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I have this luxurious hair. <laughs> it's almost. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's sort of it's gone all um David Hasselhoff now with the, right. the length. Yeah, wavy. You know, flick it around all that. <laughs> yeah, you got curls and everything. Few curls here and there. Yeah, bit of grey kicking in. That's the age, obviously. Yeah, uh, the stress of it all. Yeah. Um. So Jan. Um. So going back, let's go back a few years. You're a little kid. Yeah, little boy, growing up in Norway. Um. I spoke. Uh, asked quite a few people this. Morris wanted to be a, a fighter pilot. Um. But it didn't happen for him. <laughs> no. What, no. No. It's not not worked out. What were your dreams? What 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 did you want to be uh, as a kid? You know, footballer. Uh, I found out pretty quickly that footballer was not for me. Uh, I dreamt of being a pilot too, uh, but um, I'm too short for that. Yeah, Morris had that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, we are approximately the same height. He's maybe half a centimeter shorter than me. 
And he, I tell him that sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't have any like big dreams beyond that. I mean, when I was uh, in my, yeah, when I was a teenager, I was kind of um, going into like youth politics. So I was thinking, okay, maybe this is the way to go. But then I put that away as well. And then I caught interest for the computer science. Um, I got that pretty late, actually, because I didn't have my own computer before, like real computer, before I was like 18. I had a, I had a Commodore 64, but that doesn't really count for me. No, it does. It does? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, it's then I, I got I had that when I was fifteen. Then, right. Yeah. So press play on tape, you? please. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Load or yeah. So how old are you? You you forty something? Yeah, I'm forty five. This the, uh, after the summer. Okay, so yeah, I'm forty nine. So you're mid seventies. So Commodore C. So you got that about uh, eighty eight or something like that, did you? Eighty. Uh, I think, yeah, it was pretty new back then. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, no, it Late was 80s. around 1990, maybe, yeah. Really? Should have yeah. got an Amiga. Yeah, it was all about the money. Yeah. My friend had an Amiga 500, and I was so jealous. You missed out. Yeah. They were great. So I, I got one uh, secondhand. Uh, my parents went and bought me one from someone they knew. And that defined my days at university. Um, not not in any way of you know programming or anything like that. Just mucking about on uh, on games. Yeah, good fun, good fun. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't call that. Uh, yeah, it's like you say the Commodore sixty four. Would you call it a computer? Yeah, you could have you could have done some programming programming on it, couldn't you? But it wasn't. You know, it's far removed from what what we're doing now. Yeah, it was basically just about games. That was what we used it for, right? Waiting five, ten minutes for it to load. Yeah. And it didn't work. Some insert, sort of... insert through yeah. the tape. Yeah, <laughs> tape's crumpled and a bit of noise. It's not working properly. Hear, hear the noise dipping and you're thinking, oh, please load. Yeah. Please load. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, great, great days. Used to love the old Commodore 64. So, so what were your your first computer then? What what was that like? A was it Windows PC? Yeah, it was uh, Pentium actually. Right. So I bought huge, that huge when hard I was, drive. Yeah, huge. I think it was maybe uh, two gigabytes. Oh, that's not bad. And it, I had uh, thirty-two megabytes of RAM. Yeah, that was expensive. Trust me. Oh, I bet. I bet. I think I paid like uh, 350 pounds for 32 megabytes of RAM. Jeez. And I paid like uh, 250 pounds for the sound card. Well, did, you, did you build it yourself then? Yes, it was a self-build. So uh, right. yeah, it was a Pentium 2 MMX uh, with, um, I also had a DVD burner. Yeah. No, no, CD burner. Sorry. Oh, CD, CD writer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah CD writer, and uh, uh, it was a Sound Blaster uh, something sixty four gold sound card, and, and I had the first ever two uh, D three D card 
that was available on the market. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And what was that for gaming then, was it? Yeah, for gaming. Yeah. So it was like, it's, it wasn't really a 2D, 3D card because it was a 2D card where they have sticked a 3D card just onto it. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it was called Hercules Stingray or something. Yeah. So yeah, so I, wor- I worked like 45 days in a row that summer on a gas station to be able to buy this machine. Was that like the, so it's almost like the, uh, the guy who sees the, the dream guitar. This was yeah. what, you know, it's working towards it. This was your goal, was it? I've got to get this. I've got to build this thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's Brilliant. it. Yeah. And it cost me like uh, 2,500 pounds or something. Jeez. <laughs> and what was it? Windows 95, was it? Or Yeah. Um, no, yeah, yeah. And maybe I run 95 for a few months before uh, the first uh, version of 98 came out. Upgrade time, yeah. 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 And what game? So you bought this video card. Was it which, which games were you playing then? Was it like your Doom style games? Was it? Yeah, Doom. All that stuff. Quake. Yeah. Right. And, is that uh, your thing? Is it those those no, sort of 3D? No, not not anymore. I don't. I yeah. don't now. The only thing I play now is Nintendo, Super Mario, oh, and Donkey Kong with my kid. Uh, okay. What is that? The new Nintendo stuff? Yeah. Is it the Nintendo Switch. Switch? Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, I, I don't play games at all um, anymore, really. And I'm trying to hook up with a friend to play Super Mario Kart, the old SNES version. Yeah. Um, over the internet. But he's useless. I sent him a HDMI cable because he couldn't find his. Um, so <laughs> two weeks later, and we haven't even set this damn thing up. We'll get there. Lockdown yeah. will have finished by the time we've actually got this organized. Yeah. But Doom, we played it. Uh, he had um, like a 386 or a 486 PC when the original Doom came out. Yep. Uh, and we played that, and we completed that, and we were just amazed at this game. It was like, my God. This is the future. Yeah. And it pretty much is, really, isn't it? I mean, look at all the games that are out now. It's all that, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, first-person shooter is, like, it's a big thing. Uh, in addition to all this, uh, like, multiplayer huge stuff that I never, ever played, actually. I'm so I'm so glad I never tried that. I would have been, like, in some hole just sitting around playing <laughs> playing that, I'm sure. <laughs> Sat in your pants, yeah, in your underwear. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a friend actually that lost his uh, wife and his house because he was just lost in Jeez. this. What's this game called again? This Is huge. No, no. Before that, Minecraft. No, no. It's uh, I don't re- I don't even remember. Um, it's like this multiplayer, the first big big graphical multiplayer. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't even remember the name, but he he was. All he was gone basically, he got addicted. Yeah, just sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, these things do consume. I know Fortnite's one of those that uh, it never ends, it, it just respawns all the time. Yeah, so you know, you, you, you don't, there's never a game over, and if you can't pull yourself away from that, that's not good news. No, it's not. Okay, so you you had your you had your uh, your dream PC. You finally built that, yeah. Yep. And that, that's your first exposure to it. And and you were doing so you were working at the gas station, yeah. Yeah. 
And and were you studying at the time in computer science, or was that something? Yeah, you did that after? was the first year of college. Right. Yeah, between uh, year one and two. So computer science gives you your grounding uh, effectively in in um, you know what what's the what's the content in that? Is it it's a mixture of programming, learning about all the ins and outs of PCs and that sort of stuff? Yeah, it's uh, programming. It's like hardware, and it's. Uh... So it's I did like uh, went to engineering, so it's like math, physics, uh, statistics, uh, algorithms, all kind of stuff. But I never got into programming, though. I mean, I handled it pretty well at in school, but um, I never really got around to using programming for anything useful. Was that just you? Did it not interest you, or was it a case no. of it? You did... Yeah, it's a case of the first job you got, basically, which was uh, my first job was uh, like uh, maintaining and uh, operating Oracle databases. Databases. Right. So uh, some SQL uh, code I I used back then. Um, I think uh, the closest I'm getting to SQL today is using. Uh, um, yeah, you know, log analytics queries. Yeah. And the closest to programming is PowerShell. Which PowerShell, is, is course, say, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of programming, but uh, it's st still, it's not, it's more script language, not like programming language. Yeah. I mean, I could never, never totally get my head around programming and, and still, still don't. I, I can do it, but I, I struggle with it. Yeah. So I, 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 I I continually think things in my head of how I want it to work, but there's always this uh, struggle to then implement it, and I'll finally get it going, and then all of a sudden I'll realise, okay, I've got the, the structure there, but then now there's an extra bit about the error checking and all this. Yeah. And I lose interest in it <laughs> big time. When you get, I was talking to Panu about this, that extra element of... of Oh, okay. Now I need to reset this. Now I need, to, and then I was like, "Oh God, this just seems like too much to me." Uh, but obviously, it's not—it's not going to work properly uh, if you don't do that. But my thing when I went when I went to university, I had to, to kind of just learn a bit of this. Um, but I just—I think there's a certain mind, a certain type of person has the mindset for it, and I'm just, that's just not me. No, I li I like to I like to fix things with PowerShell, right? Um, uh, I definitely do that, and having scripts and using actual automation, for instance, to make things easier from a day to day perspective. Uh, but yeah, uh, the error checking, and I mean, if it fails, it fails. Then something's wrong, uh, and then rerun the script, and next time it's gonna work. It's fine. <laughs> uh yeah so uh yeah the, the 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 other the other dudes uh at least the dudes like uh Nikolai and M Morris in uh in our on our website they kind of hustle me on the you have to do some more error checking you need to make it more robust necessarily yeah but it, it's it it's doing what it's supposed to do so i'm happy right i'm moving bit a from to bit to to play c so I'm so I'm so I'm good. I got that user into that group. I'm happy, right? <laughs> and they'll go. Uh, but what if they enter this? You go. Well, they shouldn't do that. 
No. <laughs> yeah, but then you've got to try and stop it from doing that. But yeah, no, I think it, I think it's for an auto from an automation point of view, and that yeah, it's that's uh, it's perfect, and it, and it and it works really well for us, and it you know so that's where we can really get handy with things and create things and little tools or whatever it is, uh, and I. I do enjoy doing that. I get satisfaction from it. Oh, that worked for me, you know. Um, and finally cracking it. It's just I don't think I could ever sit down as a full-timer, full-time person, that just being the only thing I do, churning out code. Um, not for me. No, I need to talk to people uh, and have workshops and be hands-on and do stuff, not just sit and type in Visual Studio Code or whatever. Um, that uh, I, I I enjoy it when I do it like on my own time, like uh, doing stuff because I want to fix something or I want to create something cool I want to share with the community. So, yeah, you're a people what, person, aren't you? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I can see that in you. Um. So I, I, when we we've met we've met a couple of times, well more than a couple, haven't we? We've been a couple of summits, we've a couple of times in London, yeah. And um, I always know when you approach, uh, there's there's going to be a bit of fun, yeah. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're you know you're you're a, you're a good guy, you you you're a funny guy, and and you're a people person, and so I I know that you 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 will um, interact well with your customers. And because uh, you just have that natural kind of charm to yourself, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Pass me the money later for that compliment, yeah. Yeah, I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you like, like I say, you've been MVP for a little while, three, four years. Yeah, so four, since yeah. October 2016. Right. And and you're in enterprise mobility, as you say. Yeah. Um, and so how did that all come about? So. You've obviously done some blogging with um, the SC Config Manager guys, and I, I will MEM MS Endpoint Manager. MS Endpoint Manager, sorry, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, so my journey kind of started when I um, in my so let's scroll back a few years. So I have also worked in Microsoft. And but the job I had before that, uh, I was kind of pushed into the uh, uh, speaking for customers uh, because maybe I, they thought I had the talent for it. And uh, we had some events, and I really enjoyed being on stage talking about our approach to solving problems or talking about our uh, solutions and products. And then, um, then I went into Microsoft, and in Microsoft I worked in. I was there for three years and eight, nine months or something. And the first year, uh, after nine months, I went from consulting into technical sales. So then I actually, so for three years, my job was talking to customers about tech, which was a dream dream job. I, the only thing I had to do was. Go around, talk to people about stuff I love, right? Yeah, I can see how that works for you. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, yeah. and then, uh, then I left Microsoft, and I was um, then I through the years in Microsoft, I got aware of the MVP stuff, and uh, so I said, okay, this is my way 
uh, to keep on maybe having some interaction with product groups and understanding the value of that. Uh, because when I was in technical sales, I, I obviously also had a connection with the product groups for Windows and Config Manager and the stuff I was basically selling. Um, so then I think about, okay, so where do I go about this? And then I um, uh, started working with um, Ola Tvet, which is a pretty long standing name in the MVP community from Norway. Uh, we start working in the same company. Uh, so we kind of followed each other through two, through two companies after Microsoft, me and him. And so he was kind of mentoring me and helping me understand what was needed um, to get into the MVP program. And yeah, so it started out with blogging and then it went over to speaking uh, locally at first. And then it was... Uh, public speaking outside of Norway after that. But uh, the main kicker for me was uh, I was uh, uh, blogging pretty heavily on Intune, which at that time was not very common in the enterprise mobility space. And Microsoft was really eager to get uh, Intune people into the program. And so what was that, was that focus around mobile device management? Yeah, it was about uh, yeah iOS even, and it, Android, yeah. Yeah, but it was also Windows. Okay. Yeah, because uh, when I left, uh, so so in Windows ten, I think it came out in twenty fourteen or something. If I don't remember, fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we, yeah, we, I probably we started playing with uh, beta earlier, and. Um, Actually, when I worked in Microsoft, I was also working with Intune, the old, old, old Intune. So that's how my interest for Intune came. So when Intune was released in the first iteration, where you could basically patch Windows, yeah, that's when I started working with Intune. So I, I was kind of in the incubation team for Intune. Uh, On board in, pretty early. Yeah, so we were kind of trying to get those tap customers in. I mean. The product was nowhere near any enterprise ready, right? Uh, but yeah, that's where my interest came. And then all the other stuff like mobile management came later. And uh, yeah, so that's basically how it started. And then I came into a company called Lumagate where we had a lot of MVPs uh, in one company. Yeah, Nikolai worked there as well, didn't he? Yeah, Nikolai was there yeah. and... Um, yeah, so it was a bunch of MPs from Norway and Sweden, Denmark, and we also had uh, two guys, one guy from Ireland and one living in uh, Switzerland, I think, working for Lumagate back then. Uh, that were all MPs. So um, that kind of gave me that, you know, um, really good, I really want to do this too. I want to be a part of that, those guys. I want to go to the summit and go to all these conferences and talk and speak like they do. Yeah, you hear the conversations and you think, oh, I'm missing out here. Yeah. This sounds cool. Yeah. Um, but to try and get on board to that, um, it doesn't seem like at the time when you're doing it, that, that it will ever happen. Um, I don't know if you felt the same. Yeah, I, I think I, it took about, yeah, it took about two years 
for me from I left Microsoft until I was an MVP. So that that for you was a goal, though. Yeah, that yeah. was like you say you want you wanted to get that interaction back. So you were you were uh, pushing for that yourself. Yeah, uh, and and very proactive in that. Um, but yeah. still, like I say, you you don't ever expect it to happen, really, do you? You you might have some nominations, you might have uh, some mumblings that you think, oh, I've done enough here, maybe I might get on board. But it, until it happens, you know, it's an unknown, isn't it? Yeah, it is an unknown. And 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 now in these times where we are all kind of sitting around waiting for the first of July, uh, we, we don't know what's going to happen. We, we can have a good feeling, we can have a bad feeling, but we have no clue. And um, and even though uh, I was um, one of my benefits, of course, was that I knew a lot of people in Microsoft Norway back then, and I was uh, nominated by uh, Microsoft employees um, to be an MVP because they also wanted to have an MVP in this area. And yeah, so it was a lot of things that went my way, I think, that fall. Uh, but yeah. Uh, it's it's the same every year. We don't know what's going to happen in July, and uh, I call it the nail biting period from first uh, <laughs> of April until first uh, of July. And, and the funny thing is that sometimes in that period you kind of oh now I put in the last effort, and I was like okay, then we try to take it, okay maybe I'll take a break and and just wait and see what happens in July, but then you realized if I do that. Then I'm gonna have just nine months to do it again next year. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's, you, you, that's a quarter you, gone, isn't it? Yeah. So you can't relax. No, no, we're not allowed to relax, are we? No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, how how much time does does it take up for you uh, beyond your you you've got your you're running the business that's intense enough as it is. Then you're doing all the community stuff. How much time are you taking out to do that on average? You know, roughly per per week. Uh, well, um, it's kind of switched around now, of course, when I'm not traveling. So I knew, now I do more other stuff, working on stuff that I may or may not release, uh, like some solutions or scripts or some something. Uh, but if you look at last year, I basically, I think I was on 11, 12, 13 different conferences speaking. Uh, at least, and some of those are like a week long, right? So if you take an average, I don't know, uh, it's a lot of time. Yeah, it also takes up some time to run the website, right? Um, so that's something that's not so visible. Again, all the stuff we do in the back end to keep the website optimized and running smoothly, and we all the migration stuff we just did. I mean. Me and Nikolai spent probably at least 40, 50 hours each to getting all the content over from the old site and DNS trouble and everything. So, yeah, it takes time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that you do. I'm talking, you know, personally here, where that doesn't even, that doesn't even come out into the community because you're just working on things. Yeah. And you're trying things out. Um, and you, 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 that never gets logged, does it? Because we have to log down. We have to put down what we what we contribute in. Yeah, I, I actually, I actually log everything. 
So, uh, I mean, of course, if I've been working on a script that I tossed in the bin, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to log that. But I mean, if I'm working on a script that I'm publishing, then I'm going to log it and I'm going to say I, sp I spent 50 hours making it. And if, even if I am a slow scripter, I don't care. I'm just going to write that down. But then you have, we have this option, right, um, where we log stuff that's not public. And that's, when, that's what I do for those kind of content. Um, and also, sometimes we are invited into private previews. I recently been working pretty much uh, a lot with a private preview uh, that I hope comes out soon. And uh, yeah, uh, reporting bugs and stuff to Microsoft, right? And then it's like, that is also not visible to the community right now. But at the end, we help Microsoft making a better product before we re release it into a public preview. Yeah, yeah. The, the last, the last uh, preview thing I was going to help out with, uh, my, I was having all sorts of problems with my lab. I've had six months of pain with my lab, which, um, you know, being a, an old school config manager guy, um, you know, I need that lab. Yeah. And um, I had to pull out. I said, oh, I can't do it. My lab, I was getting corruption on a, on a hard disk and all this. But the amount of times I had to rebuild things to get it to the state where I was almost. One minute. I'm just doing a call. I'm doing a podcast. Oh, one minute. My daughter wants to ask me a question. <laughs> uh, some ice cream. Yeah. I'll keep that in the podcast, yeah? Yeah. Ice cream for the daughter. <laughs> she went, no. Uh, I don't know what I was talking about now. Um, yeah, you were talking about your lab and the amount of time you used on the oh previous Oh, God, stuff. yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, so I had this, I had all sorts of problems with it. I was having corruption on the hard disk and um, I had to rebuild things. I pulled out of this particular public public preview because it wasn't reliable for me. And, you know, but the amount of time I'd spent on labs rebuilding, etc., it was huge. Um, but you don't log that stuff um, because it, you can't really, can you? Oh, I had to rebuild my lab because my hard disk failed constantly. Yeah, no, I mean, of course, it, it all depends, right? I mean, if your lab crashed because the preview was really bad, then it's like, hey, I've been troubleshooting your preview and it, I spent like 100 hours on it. I would log that. <laughs> I would log that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but but just, just trialing things out that you're never, ever going to blog, you, that, that, you know, you, you don't even do that. You didn't put that down. So it's it's, you know, one of those things where you go, okay, it, uh, well, Jerry Hampson said to me, this is a, you know, it's effectively, I think even Kathy says this, it's a, it's another job, really, is it on top of your job, it's full time almost that you're, you're doing this stuff, but you've, you've got to kick back and relax at some point, um, and have your own life, uh, your own personal life, and it, you know, it can consume at times, um, but we do it for enjoyment. Otherwise, we, we wouldn't be doing this. Ultimately. Yeah, so so all the community stuff, I see it like it's it's my hobby, right? I don't go uh, fishing or hunting or running or anything, stuff like that. I My hobby is, 
is the community stuff, basically. Right? That's my interest. And I'm so lucky that I'm actually allowed to do work with what is my main interest, right? So, like a fisher, somebody who likes to fish a lot, but that's not his work, is it, right? We are lucky. We are able actually to do uh, what we love into a living. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's uh, it, it it all works out in the end. Um, trying to convince the wife that, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, I've just got to do this for a few more hours. Doesn't always go down well, though. Nah, I mean, it all depends on the paycheck, right? Yeah, well, there is that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was going to ask you then, I mean, outside of uh, Config not Config Manager, sorry, the the Windows M365 stuff and all that, I mean, do you, do you have other interests that you do? You know, are you into guitaring? Are you into music? Nah, the only main interest I have outside this is uh, my motorcycle. Okay. Yeah. And uh, tell me more about it then. What is that? I know it's oh, a motorbike, but <laughs> yeah, it's a motorbike. It's a it's a Harley. So oh, you got uh, a Harley, right? Have I yeah. seen a picture of this on Twitter? Did you put a picture yeah. on recently? Mm, right. Maybe not recently, but yeah, I have been posting pictures from time to time. So yeah, um, I like the feeling on riding around on the bike, just when it's sunny and warm and yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And at least now in these days when I'm sitting home so much, just in the in the afternoon, just go on the bike and take drive around for an hour. It's it's a blessing, really. So so during this lockdown, then you can go and take a a, a pleasure ride as such. Yeah, you can go out and yeah, spin we the don't have yeah because we don't have that kind of lockdown in Norway. Uh, it's like not really like we're not allowed to. It's not like we're not allowed to go outside or something. It's all about keeping distance, like social distancing. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I mean, schools have been closed and stuff, but and people are been working from home. Uh, but uh, like the grocery store has been open, but like the hairdressers has been closed, the dentist has been closed. So of course, stuff has been closed, but it's nothing. And also going a, a ride, uh, ride around with the family on the uh, the other bikes uh, into the forest or whatever. We have been doing that too. Oh, the, pu- the push bikes, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you call it, like a tr- yeah, bicycle. Push, push bikes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we, we, we're allowed, uh, well, it, it's all very strange because we don't, it's not, it's very blurred as in, there's, it's defined, but there's no real definition of it. So we're allowed to go out once a day for exercise. Um, of course, I've been doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I have been out on a push bike a few times, but um, the, the 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 ability to just jump in the car and go off for a little drive somewhere, we're not supposed to do at all. Um, right. So, you know, we're not allowed to just nip down to the, nearest uh coastline or anything like that uh and even just go into parks you can't go to a park and just sit in sunbay so it's very it's very different uh, as such for, for for our lockdown so we wouldn't be allowed to or would we uh to jump on a motorbike and uh, and ride around for an hour so we kind of lose ac- that according to uh peter 
Egerton, he was not allowed to. So I guess you're right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I saw the picture. You were having a conversation with him about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but, you know, uh, Norway is a small country. Uh, we have areas of Norway that has basically had nothing uh, because we have a big area, but it's not that many people. Uh, but the Oslo area where I live is like at least half of all infected has been in this area, basically. Uh, but we don't have that. I mean, the numbers are really not that bad for Norway. Um, it's very low death rates and uh, yeah, everything is going like, looks like it's going in the right direction now, uh, at, least, at least here for now. But again, people are expecting it to go back up again. Who knows, right? Yeah, who, who knows, yeah. Yeah, and you're probably, well, it's whether people are following the, the rules for the social distancing. That's quite, quite key. And obviously, where I live in London, you know, we've got the tube network and the rail and uh, a normal rush hour. You can imagine what that's like. Um, we well, have experienced it. You know, it's you're crammed in. Um, that that will have to change in some way. Um, but I, I mean, is it similar near Oslo? Then I mean, on the public transport. Yeah, they. It's kind of they have uh, half of the seats on the bus. It's like you're not allowed to sit on them. Okay, they mark them off, yeah. Yeah, and uh, there is like uh, on the bus, the uh, where the driver sits is like you don't go in that door, you go in the door on the, in the back uh, to to protect the driver. And people are again, pe- they want people to work from home. And if you first time in years, people have been told to if you can use your car to go to work, you should do that, right? It's been like everything is flipped around. It's been like, hey take the bus, take the subway, take the train. And I was like, no, no, don't do that. Go in your car, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, it, I mean, the thing with it, so it's interesting you say about people going in the, the, the other entrance on, on the bus then. Was that something that was it done straight away? It was, no, it wasn't done straight away. So the point is that people were complaining about uh, infection control on public transportation. And then they got some new guidelines and now it's like enforced yeah so in in the uk they they didn't implement that straight or in london sorry they didn't implement that straight away but i think there was about 10 drivers who lost their life Mm. lost their lives so um they flipped to then coming on going on to the um back the the other door and uh having no contact with the drivers i don't know if they've if that solved the problem, really, but it's uh, yeah, it's terrible, really. I mean, I've not been on public transport at all uh, since the lockdown. I've avoided that completely. Um, so we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I I avoid public transportation any day of the year, anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um. So so when you do jump on the bike, then so what's the perfect? Uh. You know what journey for you what where do you go off to is it out into the into the wild no it's like any any curvy curvy road with uh no cars like uh outside the main roads on a curvy road uh where i can just uh 
maintain my own speed, not being in behind a car or a lot of traffic around me, that's perfect. Yeah, and, and just so, the open road. Yeah, but, just but, the open road. I mean, and I don't like riding on highways. That's boring. I need like some curves and and yeah. So I have some routes that has curvy roads. Some of them are down by the ocean line, and some are more in the forest. It doesn't really matter. The most important thing is that we have it's sunny and not cold. Yeah, yeah. And 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 by having those sort of windy roads, you've got that interaction with the bike. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it makes it fun, right? Makes it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the only time it's fun on highway is when you drive more than legal limits, right? On the on the on the curry roads, it's like you don't have to ride fast; you just have to all the way work with the bike and and lay down on one corner, lay down in the other corner, and have like that interaction, like you say. Right. So you you're feeling the machine a bit more, yeah. Yeah. Working with it. And how long you had it then? You had it for quite a while. Yeah, this bike I had for two years. and uh, But my first bike I got in yeah, maybe 10 years ago now. My first bike. And was that just a, a love for it? Or you'd, had you been on one before? Or just something you always wanted to get? Yeah, so it was a dream from... Yeah, I had a, like a moped when I was really young 16 17 and then i was like hey someday i'm going to uh, take the time and money to take the license on uh on the big bike so yeah i just did it sometime and then i uh so the first bike i bought was like a 1200 cubic cubic big uh so 1200 cc something it was a crazy bike so it was like I've 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 had that Dream Windows ninety eight PC. Now I need I need the motorbike next. Yeah, well, it it took like fifteen years after that, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's good actually. You got it uh, a, a while back. It's not like um, you know middle age um, moment of you know I need to have this because I'm in middle age now. You kind of you'd kind of done it already ten years before. Well, I did it when I was 35, so it's kind of somebody saying it's close to the 40-year crisis. I don't know. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I started learning guitar in my 30s, so maybe that was mine. Um, I was hoping I could maybe tour the world as a session musician. But my guitaring skills are pretty poor, so it's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> But it's one of those things. If I could turn back time, would I have done it? You know, as a, if I'd learned as a teenager, maybe you know, rather than going into IT, could it have been the career for me? Yeah. Um, who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Yeah. So, what's next for you, Jan? Are you, you know, obviously we've got to get lockdown in, out of the way. I mean, you know, what is it? A case of growing the company um, and just keeping Cloudway ticking over and. Yeah, it's so obviously we, been a success. Yeah, well, so the the good thing about Cloudway is that we don't have any uh, growing plans really. It's, it's all about keeping it as a sustainable business over time. So, I mean, if we meet people who wants to work with us and have the right skill set, we can take them on board. But we don't have like a 
growing goals or anything like that. It's more about uh, being able to have enough money in the company and still be able to do all the fun stuff as MVPs and in the community as with us. Yeah, that's quite a nice balance, isn't it? Yeah. So it's it's I mean it's for me it's like keep on doing what I've been doing the last years um, uh, and maybe maybe sometime in the future um, who knows what happens I I have no future plans beyond this right now actually I think I think you're probably enjoying it enjoying it enough right now to yeah. not really have to think too much about oh maybe what you know what's next for me yeah because you're having too much fun in what you do yep which is a nice place to be really isn't it yeah it is definitely yeah i, I never been so settled in a job before as i am right now like it's being settled maybe seems like a negative word but it's like i feel like i'm home basically that's i mean that's a nice place to be really isn't it yeah it it the stresses aren't, I mean, I'm sure there's stresses here and there, but for you as a person uh, are not there because you, you're happy. Yeah. In what you're doing. Yeah. Of course, sometimes it's stressful with customers and cases and stuff that doesn't work. Like it's, it's IT. It's always going to be like that. Deadlines and stuff. Right. But um, in the end, I mean, we have uh, a good business. It's uh, it's not just a float. It's like it's going good, and everybody's happy. So, yeah, I, I I can see that. I can see that from. I mean, there's be some articles. You were you in a newspaper article or a, an online article recently where it was, you you were interviewed about the company and how it got going, and and it just seemed everyone seemed pretty chilled out in it. Thing. Yeah, yeah. the The article was actually about the fact that uh, we didn't have an office, or we don't have an office. Mm. So it's like the uh, the journalist started the article about saying, "So when I asked Cloudway if I could, could come and visit them at the office, uh, the response was uh, not expected because we don't have an office. <laughs> we don't have any plans for an office. Uh, we don't need an office, right?" So either we work in a bad thing at the moment. Yeah, I mean, why would we need an office, right? I mean, either I'm working remotely against customers, or I'm on site at the customer. And if we had an office, it would just be empty. Why should I go one hour in my car to go down to Oslo Center in rush traffic just to sit alone in an office? Yeah, it's like to do exactly it, the same as what you're yeah. doing at home. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't make any sense. It's only unnecessary cost. It's the, it's the modern way of working, as everyone's seen now, isn't it? Really. Yeah. And uh, by conducting everything over conferencing, and you know, obviously meeting face to face is not happening now, but that you can still do that. You can go to the customer site, have meetings. You can meet in a coffee shop, whatever you need to do. Yeah. But avoid that cost of that overhead of, uh, you know, renting an office. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's one of the reasons why we, we don't have to uh, necessarily push every consultant every month to work their butt off. 
because um, we don't have that overhead. We don't have uh, we don't have a, a company leadership who doesn't invoice. We don't have a sales guy or a marketing person or stuff like that. We are seven people in total, and everybody does invoiceable work. Right. So we don't have any overhead. So it's kind of yeah. It's an interesting little concept, and. Um... It seems to be working really well for you. Yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah, it's it's been a pleasure chatting to you, mate. It really has. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed this uh, this chat we've had and getting to know you a bit more. Yeah, um, same. Same. It, you know, I'm getting jealous, mate, because you, <laughs> you know, you just seem you seem uh, you know settled, and that's great. It's. Uh, it's perfect, really. That's love. That's nice to hear. Um, and um, you know, good luck with the business. I hope that keeps growing for you, and keeps you know doesn't stress you out too much. Uh, keep keeps you happy is what I should be yep. saying. I hope, yep. I hope that continues in the long run. And um, yeah, hopefully, you know, once all this uh, this lockdown and stuff uh, gets lifted, we'll we'll meet up again. Yeah, we will meet up again. It just depends on when, right? Yeah, who knows when, who knows yeah. where, as they say on yeah. the old classic, uh, yeah. we'll meet again tune. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining me on this week's uh, Just a Couple of Jerks podcast, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me.